Welcome to Beyond the Text, the podcast dedicated to exploring intellectual history with depth and context. In a world filled with quick takes, we're here to dive deeper. I'm your host, Samuel Woodall, and in each episode, we'll uncover overlooked aspects of historical and intellectual narratives. Join us as we voyage into the evolution of ideas, tracing the influences that shaped them and uncovering their profound impact on the world. So let's embark on this journey together, transcending the confines of words and delving into the essence of thought. Join me as we venture beyond the text to discover the hidden stories that shape our understanding. Welcome, dear listeners, to part two of our ongoing exploration of the intellectual classics on Beyond the Text. In this segment, we delve into the profound wisdom of Confucius, as revealed in his Analects. My guide for this part of our journey was the US-China Institute edition from 1901. Confucius, often known as Kung Fu Zi, lived in a transformative period of history when profound thinkers like Socrates and the Buddha were also shaping the intellectual landscape across the globe. Their collective influence would span across the Far East, the subcontinent and Europe, shaping human thought in profound ways. As we immerse ourselves in Confucius' Analects, we encounter his insights into virtue. He posits that true virtue lies in treating everyone as if they were a great guest. Regardless of class or status, every interaction should be conducted with respect and compassion. He goes on to articulate what appears to be an iteration of the golden rule, familiar to Christendom, not to do to others as you would not wish to be done to yourself. Interestingly, this notion of reciprocity and ethics is not unique to Confucius. In Greece, around the same time, Thales of Miletius advised, avoid doing what you would blame others for doing. Centuries later, Christ would proclaim, do unto others as you would have them do unto you. The existence of similar ethical maxims across cultures is a fascinating testament to the universality of certain moral principles. Confucius also emphasises that to attain perfect virtue, one must exercise prudence and exercise calm consideration. Being cautious and slow in his speech is essential to avoid making rash decisions. Authenticity is paramount. Being true to oneself leads to a superior, virtuous character, devoid of anxiety and fear. Moving on, Confucius explores the vices of flattery and insult. He argues that when these are used as weapons against a virtuous individual, they should have no effect. The virtuous are steadfast in their fortitude, able to withstand slander and startling statements. Confucius calls them far-seeing. Confucius then delves into the significance of ceremony and ritual. He sees these practices as essential for maintaining constancy within a community where ornament is a substance, substance is an ornament. This concept suggests that there is inherent value in the ritualistic acts of a community, binding its members together. 
As we continue our journey through Confucius' teachings, he emphasises the importance of constantly seeking truth and unwaveringly moving towards what is right. To govern effectively, the mind must remain occupied with the business of government and what is best for the nation, never straying from this path. Good governance, according to Confucius, arises from extensive study and adherence to the rules of propriety. Similar to the philosophies of the ancient Greeks, particularly Plato, Confucius underscores that a just and right society doesn't emerge solely from punitive and retributive justice. Instead, it begins with improving the moral character of individuals, aiming to perfect the admirable qualities of men. Leading by example is key, as Confucius metaphorically expresses it, the grass must bend when the wind blows across it. In essence, if the rulers possess virtuous qualities and the moral character, their influence will guide the rest of society toward moral goodness. Thus, the ruler must surround themselves with the upright as advisers, ensuring that those devoid of virtue will eventually disappear. In a thought-provoking distinction, Confucius separates the man of fame from the man of genuine distinction. The latter loves righteousness and displays humility, while the former assumes the appearance of virtue without doubting himself. This distinction highlights the authentic self of the man of genuine distinction who doesn't boast about his goodness, as opposed to the man of fame who seeks praise for assumed virtues while remaining unaware of his own inauthenticity. As we conclude our exploration of Confucius' Analects, we're reminded of the enduring wisdom that transcends time and place. Next, we'll embark on a captivating journey into the historiography of a pivotal epoch, the Axial Age. Welcome back, epistemological explorers. In this segment, we delve into a concept that has reshaped our understanding of the past, the Axial Age. During my classroom discussions, we delved into the origins and implications of this intriguing period, and today, we'll explore it further. The term Axial Age was coined by philosopher Karl Jaspers in Heidelberg during the late 1940s. Jaspers drew heavily from the philosophical insights of G.W.F. Hegel, and his concept encompasses a broad period spanning from the 8th to the 3rd century BC. It suggests that during this time, there was a profound religious and philosophical transformation across the Greco-Roman world, the Levant, Persia, and China. Notably, it excludes Africa, the Americas, and Oceania from this framework. While the idea of the Axial Age has been influential, it's also critiqued for its tendency to homogenise and imply synchronicity across cultures, as well as for its exclusion of substantial figures like Christ and Muhammad, who fall outside its set time frame. However, one cannot ignore the fact that despite not having direct contact with one another, various cultures during this period were formulating remarkably similar ideas. In many ways, it was a time when the human intellectual sphere was experiencing a remarkable convergence. To better understand the Axial Age, it's essential to examine the intellectual landscape that preceded it. In the pre-Axial Age, there was a significant intertwining of the transcendent, or metaphysical, 
and mundane or physical realms. Figures like oracles and kings exemplify this intermingling, where the divine was often used to legitimise positions of power. Yet at the same time, religious scriptures needed to distinguish themselves clearly from the mortal realm. This inherent duality sparked an internal interrogation within the ancient world, questioning the fallacies and myths of the past. The scholars of the Axial Age began asserting that the transcendent and physical worlds were distinct, no longer overlapping, as they had in the earlier era. Around the world there emerged a shared thirst for change as scholars in various cultures simultaneously questioned the old orders and began shaping the foundations of new societies. But as we delve deeper into the concept of the Axial Age, we must ask critical questions. Were these shifts in thought genuinely simultaneous, or did they occur at different times? What were the common factors that influenced intellectual developments across different corners of the globe, if any? Or were these developments unique to each culture and time period? Critiquing these fundamentals, we find that the concept of the Axial Age still bears traces of a Western-centric perspective often implying that all other developing intellectual cultures and currents should align with what was transpiring in the Western world and on the Western timeline. Perhaps a more fruitful approach is to analyse these scholars, their ideas and their influence within their own specific temporal and cultural contexts, allowing us to appreciate the richness and diversity of human intellectual history. And there you have it the culmination of our intellectual journey through the annals of history on Beyond the Text. In part one and two, we've traversed the realms of philosophy and wisdom, from the musings of Plato's Crito and the Republic, to the profound teachings of Confucius in his Analects, and onward to the complexities of the Axial Age. In our exploration of these intellectual classics, we've encountered the evolution of ideas, the birth of ethical principles, and the quest for justice and virtue. We've witnessed how thinkers across time and space grappled with fundamental questions about the human experience, leaving behind a legacy that continues to shape our world. But as we've journeyed beyond the text, we've also questioned the frameworks we use to understand history and philosophy. We've examined the limitations of imposing Western-centric paradigms on diverse intellectual traditions and cultures. As we conclude this episode, let us remember that the pursuit of knowledge is an ongoing journey, one that transcends borders and bridges the divides of time. We invite you to join us in future episodes as we continue to explore the vast tapestry of human thought and wisdom. Thank you for joining me today, and until next time, keep questioning, keep learning, and keep discovering the intricate intellectual threads that lie beyond the text.